Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Andrew McCart, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I'm here in Vegas with me. I've got Ben Davison. Ben, I've done an interview with you out in Texas. Uh, we were there for Canelo, Billy, Joe Saunders. I want to just, I know why we're here. We're here for Josh Taylor, but I just want to quickly jump onto that subject quickly because obviously there's a lot of stories going on back home. So you were in the corner with Billy Joe Saunders against Canelo. Um, before we talk about the, the stop in the fight and stuff like how did you think the fight was going? Yeah, it was one of them. Like We know that Canelo, look, look, Canelo's idea would have been to try and get Billy Joe to start fast. You know, probably would have, wouldn't have minded giving away certain moments of the early parts of the fight to then try to take over later on. So it was important for Billy Joe to keep the pace of the fight a little bit slower than what Canelo would have wanted at, at the early parts. And then people were saying, oh, you know, he... Um, started a bit iffy but he was trying to not have to work too hard early on I think he'd done a good job I think that um, he won the first probably lost the second third I can't remember the fourth I think that was quite a tight round some people gave it to Billy Joe some people gave it um, to Canelo if I'm not mistaken um, and then he started get, growing into the fight um, knowing okay Canelo wants to up it I'll up it as Canelo tried to up it early on second third fourth um, and Billy Joe then picked it up 5th, 6th, 7th um, which were good rounds and he was always in the fight in my opinion um, with that said uh, what happened in the 8th happened in the 8th you can't take anything away from Canelo it was a fantastic shot mistake from Billy Joe um, but brilliant from Canelo and you know it's a, it's a broken orbital slash cheek in 3 or 4 places we spoke a little bit today. It's okay sending a fighter out if it's a pun- if it's a non-puncher. You know what I mean? If you think you're okay, maybe you can go out for one more round. But you can't send a fighter out with that injury against something like Canelo. Definitely not because Canelo is not only a uh, he can he can bang, but he's a calculated and he's a smart fighter in there. Yeah, he's like the master of deceiving people. Let you think he's going to go here, hit you over there, um, and someone you know when people go, oh, so and so carried on with this eye injury or that eye injury or weren't broken in three or four places that's for sure um, but even with an eye injury name me who they boxed it wasn't the pound for pound number one at the time and that's what Canelo is um, so no before the round was over I'd actually said to the lads like this has got to be pulled before the round even finished because it was clear to see what had happened um, so yeah when Billy Joe come back there's a very misconstrued uh, opinion of actually what happened in the corner. Obviously, Billy Joe come back to the corner, um, sat down, and I got up and whispered in his ear to say, look, you've shown that you belong at this level. You'll get another shot because the fight is close. 
the fight was close and Billy Joe was growing into the fight, got caught with a shot. I said, but we're going to have to pull it. That's why he shook his head to say, no, like I'm going back out. I think he even said, you have to check with him, but I think he even said something orthodox or something like that to say, I can go orthodox or something along those lines. Um, but he was shaking his head because I was saying to him, look, you've shown you belong at this level, you'll get another shot because the fight is close. It's an injury, but it's got to be pulled, and that's why he shook his head. Um, All these things that saying that Billy Joe quit and he was didn't want anything more, that, he, that, that wasn't yeah, what happened in that clear, corner. Let me clear something up about Billy Joe, yeah? I'm not going to name any names, but I've seen him make tons of fighters, world champions, people that people say got heart. He's made them quit in the gym over and over and over. That's hand on my heart, God's honest truth. I ain't got no reason to, to say that that's the case but that is that is the truth like i've seen a lot of fighters good quality fighters quit before he's quit he's made them quit in the gym so yeah the only reason he shook his head was to say don't pull it but we had to do what we had to do going off that i know he was obviously he's some fighters are brave too brave for their own good and they need somebody like a ben davison in the corner or other coaches that have done it we've, yeah, we've seen gary lockett we've, mark was there we've seen gary lockett do it with liam williams as well we've seen loads of good trainers say listen come back and fight another day do you know what i mean so it's always good to see a coach pull a fighter because we know what fighters are like especially guys like billy joe saunders he he'll go in there and he will go blind in that eye if if billy joe would have gone out for that round of course he would have gone out for that round i know that for a fact he would have gone out for that round um but of course like i said before the round was even over, as soon as it happened, within about 10-15 seconds, I touched each said to the lads in the corner, like, listen, we're going to have to pull this. It was clear what had happened, do you know what I mean? I didn't know it was in three or four places, but you could see it was... Because it was, it was an instant reaction, yeah. Boom. I was, as it finished, straight away. Um, so, yeah. Let's go on a, not, not a positive note, but you said that Billy Joe has shown that he is at this level now. Obviously, it was that punch that it was... A, can't take nothing away from Kenneth, it was, it was a good punch. But he was coming into the fight, Billy Joe, and he does belong on that level. Can he really come again? Because sometimes an injury like that, fighters don't, won't come back in, in the ring. But do you feel like Billy Joe has shown what he... And he's had that taste now. He's had the taste of that elite fighter and fighting, and he knows he's, he's up there with the best of them. Do you think he'll come back and have another shot at that? I can't say, I can't say what he wants to do from, from, from the injury and whatnot. But what I'll say is this, and I'm going to get a bit of honesty here. He hadn't boxed anybody at that level for a long time. So, although it was a case of, right, let's control the pace early on in the fight, there was also an element of, you need to grow into the fight, get your confidence. And he warmed, warmed into the fight. When was the last, you know, the last decent, not decent boxer, I don't mean this in disrespect, but sharp, like Canelo's a sharp counter-puncher, people look at him, man's up, aggressive, he's a sharp counter-puncher, the last person as sharp as that he boxed was probably Willie Munro, 2017, before that, Andy Lee, so it took him a little while to get back to uh, himself, to be honest, and um, I would love to see that fight happen again. So you're, not, you're not the only person that said that I spoke to uh, in this camp and George Taylor's camp. You're not the only person that said that. They're a lot of, quite well. Everybody said they want to see that again. I think that you'd see a lot better, Billy Joe. Not to say that it's, it's a guaranteed win. Of course, it's not. That I'd be talking nonsense. Billy Joe, Canelo is the pound for pound number one. Not mistaken. But we haven't seen anyone make Canelo look slightly lost at times. Um, 
like that before since since Floyd Mayweather. Um, of course, it's a 12 round fight, don't get me wrong. But I do think 100% Billy Joe, fully prepared um, with that. Although he's come out of a, an eye injury, with that bit of match sharpness there again of that level, which he needs, um, I think you see a very interesting fight. Well, uh, I'm sure you do as well. We both wish Billy Joe a speedy recovery and hopefully he can get back to see his, uh, his young family as well. But the reason why we're here with the top right, we've just witnessed Josh Taylor do his, his last spa there. Um, like I say, he looked good. He did very, look very good, but this is it now. It's game time. That's the last spa. Um, how's he been looking throughout this camp? Yeah, good. It's, like, it's just about preparing for each individual. Preparing for one fight is different to preparing for another fight because each individual is different. So... I always go on about the toolbox and certain tools and that's what it's about preparing the tools that he needs for this job and uh, you know from the last bar there the, the tools are sharp the tools are ready and he knows what what tools he needs to use the tool bag is set ready what's in the tool bag oh i can't tell you you'll have to <laughs> wait and see <laughs> can we can we expect that obviously josh taylor had a fight of the year against progray but then he came back against Consong and blew him out in a, in a, in a round I'm, I'm 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 guessing ramirez you're going to show him the respect that Progray had in terms of a, he's a unified world champion. He's undefeated like Josh. He's had 30 fights compared to Josh, which is probably, I think it's 13 more. He's a little bit more experienced in the program, and we all know about these these Mexican Americans and Mexicans. They're, they're tough. So, are you preparing for the best and a tough fight against Jose Ramirez? Of course. Like some people talk nonsense and are like, oh, um, oh Ramirez this, Ramirez that. Like, you know, there's elements of there's a reason why Ramirez is unbeaten and unified world champion, of course, you know. Um, so it'd be silly to play him down, and it's silly to play him down because when Josh wins, he deserves the credit from that victory. Um, there's strengths that Ramirez has that he's better than Progre. There's elements of Progre's game that are better than Ramirez's. Um, so again, this goes back to me saying it's about using the right tools and putting the right tools in the toolbox for the night. The tools that you needed against Prograde, there'll be some tools that you need to use again. There'll be some tools that you need to take out the Arsenal, um, ready for a different fight because it's a different opponent. You, you going back to last weekend, 70,000 fans in that arena, the atmosphere. It felt good being at a boxing event where we had that, that atmosphere again. Josh is always sort of like dreamed of fighting in Vegas and bringing that 5,000, 10,000 jocks over with him, but unfortunately he doesn't get the opportunity, but again, it's it's a sickening for him, but that's not going to phase him, is it? No, and being victorious uh, next weekend, he'll get that opportunity. He'll be back over here, big fight, and hopefully things are back to normal where all the uh, mad Scotsmen can come over and show their support for another mad Scotsman. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably the maddest at the mall, to be honest. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, you, would you wear a kill if he came out like that? What's that? Would you wear a kilt if uh, you won on Saturday? Uh, yep, we'll do it. No boxers, man. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's just obviously undisputed world champion. We don't get many of them in in boxing. We see champions, are unified world champion, but the undisputed world champion. What does this mean for for Ben Davis and Josh Taylor, the UK boxing as a whole, to get a unified, an undisputed world champion? Yeah, for world boxing, you know, it's another. It's what people want. People want to know who's the number one and uh, that's what this fight's about obviously it's an amazing achievement for Josh um, for Scotland um, and everybody involved so you don't see it that often that's why it's such a big deal and 
it's fantastic that Josh got the opportunity, and it'll be fantastic when he comes out victorious. So, there's a Vegas fighter up here. I've seen you post a picture on your Instagram with, with David Haney. I'm, I'm going to mention it. Um, there was you taking David on the pads. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yes, a little while ago, Devin was uh, in the gym sparring, um, and he beat the beep out of a couple of sparring partners, so I was saying to the sparring partners, I'm soft-hearted me, so I'm saying to the sparring partners, look, next time, if you try this, try that, like, you might get through it a bit easier. And he just looked over and said, the coach, can I get some of that work? Come over, asked a bit of advice, gave a bit of advice. Um, and then he contacted me to say about possibly working together. So I said, obviously, I'm over soon with Joshua Ramirez, and it worked out that he fights the week after. Um, so we linked up and working alongside his dad for this Linares fight. So you will be in the corner for the Linares fight then on 29th. Is this a one-off thing or would this be a future thing going forward? We haven't really had that discussion. It's just a case of this the week after Josh is, um, is an intelligent fighter. I'd like to think I'm an intelligent coach. Well... <laughs> and... Um, you know, it's it's just a case of things fall into place. I had a discussion before, gel well, um, and just like, you know, Linares is a, is a tough competitor, um, a top quality fighter. So there is no focus on oh, what about this next? You know, the focus is obviously fully on May 29th. Lee McGregor, Chris Congo is out here as well. How are they looking? Uh, I know that. <laughs> They're sweating buckets every time I walk in here with training session with you, so are they, they're obviously training hard and looking for the next date. Yeah, got it, because Lee was supposed to be on the May 22nd card, um, but with the what's going on with all the waivers and the visas and that, it, it wasn't possible for him to get his visa in time to really gutted about that, because he was going to have a good fight on there as well. Um, but he's training hard, should have a date soon. Um, looking really well, getting some fan fantastic sparring here with Angelo Leo, uh, former world champion. Um, We'll win a world title again. Um, Chris has helped us out with, with rounds of sparring, big physical guy, can do a bit of everything, helped us with drills that we've needed to do. So he's really helped Josh out with his preparation as well. Um, towards the end, obviously, Chris is a big guy. Towards the end, he, he hasn't done so much sparring because the styles are a bit different. Um, but he's helped us even the other day with certain drills, practicing certain things, scenarios. Um, so he's been a, a really big asset. Uh, for us out here as well. Ben, I know that you've, you, I've seen what your day's like, it's like 9 in the morning and it's nearly 9pm, so that's like a 12 hour shift you've put in the last two nights I've, I've been with you, man, I don't know how you do it and you're still smiling, which is quite weird. I don't know how you do it, mate. Do you know what it is? It's like, you love your job. Yeah. What time did you get to the house? At 9am. What time is it now? 9am. Do you enjoy your job? Love it, Ben. You got a smile on your face? Always. Same for me. There you go. I love what I do, do you yeah. know what I mean? I, uh, you taught me a few things there on, on my footwork and stuff like that. Do you think I can, uh, maybe at 38 years old, knock it about? One more time, one more fight, one more fight. Who could we get? Honestly, yeah. Is there any ex-fighter that you think? Uh, mm. You may get beat, but I'd love to move about with him. Who was like your idol growing up? My idol growing up? It was... Oh, Ricky Allen. Scott Harrison was one of them. Yeah. But he would knock the fucking living bricks. He would knock the shit out of me, Scott Harrison. Do an exhibition, would he move about with you? Alex Arthur. Or? Alex Arthur. Would they move about with you or do you think they're trying no, to take you out? No, they're trying to take me out, man, but I, I can move about with them. 
It's not worth the risk, is it? <laughs> not these pretty looks, Ben. Look at me. Look at me, mate. I'm almost as good looking as you. Right, Ben, I know it's, like we say, it's 9pm and I'm, I'm sure that Josh wants to get back, relax and uh, play some Connect 4 or Switch or whatever. Like, I am beating him out anyway, so... So play something else there. I was going to say, what? <laughs> no, 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 it's Connect 4 and Switch, that's all. Um, but he's, he's no beat me up, which is good. But Ben, I'll probably catch you fight week and I do appreciate you doing this Firefell TV, but uh, go home and get some rest, mate. Anytime, mate. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.